Hello, and welcome to the 90s Kids Movie Pod. We are your hosts, Joe. Hello. Stephanie. Hello. And I'm Max. We are three millennials who took A-level media studies, so you know we are highly qualified to talk about films. This is the podcast for children of the 90s. Join us as we re-watch the films that shaped our childhood. Okay, so welcome back, guys. Hello. Hello. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you about this, this week's movie. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, really, really excited. excited. Yeah, because uh, it's, the, it's the only type of word I know. So um, this week I chose Jumanji, and I am slightly surprised that it hasn't come up sooner, um, just because it is mid-90s, it's peak Robin Williams and... Mm. I don't know that many people that really didn't like Jumanji as a film, you know? So, um, well, we'll wait to get into the episode. Cause, cause Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> wait okay. for Steph's epic run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No, that's fine. So um, what I'll do is um, I'll just give a brief synopsis to those who haven't watched the original. And for anyone watching who's never seen the original, this is the 1995 version, not the one with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So, well, that is a um, very good movie. It's a pre- it's a pretty good film. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, just to give a rough synopsis. So the film starts with uh, Alan Parrish, a young boy from New England whose father runs a shoemaking factory. Um, Alan discovers a board game, a mysterious board game basically found uh, buried on a construction site called Jumanji. He takes it home and upon playing the game with his friend Sarah, the mysterious game sucks Alan into itself and strands him in a savage forest. Nearly three decades later, Peter and Judy, two young children, move into Alan's house and rediscover the board game. Upon playing it, um, they are unaware of its magical and terrifying nature, but release Alan from its prison. So that's like a rough synopsis to anyone who's not seen the film without going into too much detail. But I think that pretty much explains it. And it sounds a bit far-fetched, mm. doesn't it? I know it is quite a far, far-fetched far um, storyline, but... <laughs> you mean this has never <laughs> happened to you before when you've been playing a board game? It's not really happened. I, I kind of wished it did when I was younger. I thought board games <laughs> would be slightly more exciting than they were. Um, but yeah, starting with um, your initial reaction. So I guess, th- yeah, to start with Joe, um, did you watch this film when you were younger? Um, what are your memories of it, watching it as a, as a child? Like, what, do you, what did you think re-watching it this time? Yeah, I'd seen this about four or five times before. So the first one when I was younger and then a few times since. It's not my go-to 90s Robin Williams film. That would probably be like Hook or something. One of Steph's favourites. But (laughs) yeah, Jumanji, yeah, it's it's a good film. I've seen it, you know, fairly recently-ish. But uh, yeah, it holds up. It's all right. It's good. It's not my favourite nostalgic 90s film but any stretch but yeah maybe if i had it on you know video or something and i rewatched it religiously it might be but this was like one of those kind of you know once a century maybe kind of things yeah okay that's it. that's surprising no what so what did you think of it um uh, steph yeah so i don't really remember watching this when i was um younger i um, i watched it fairly recently maybe a couple of years ago um because along with hook this is one of pete my husband's favorite films so um we watched it and he he watched it loads growing up and like so he knew kind of what was going to happen next and i yeah i can't say that i had the same memories of it um i was aware of this film when it came out because i think it was like obviously it was it was a huge hit in 1995 um but 
yeah, I, for whatever reason, it just wasn't one of those films that I used to watch religiously as a child. Um, so, but I, I really enjoyed it. I think, um, yeah, it still, still holds up today. Um, and yeah, so I'm excited to, to hear what, what, what your thoughts are on it, Max. Yeah, so I think we we definitely had this this film on video. Um, we did watch it quite a lot. Um, I think anything with Robin Williams in was like a, a massive go-to for my family. Um, I think in other families as well, but obviously. But yeah, I, I just remember really, really liking it for some reason. I'm not really sure why. I think it's because of all of the... Uh, the animals I was a bit obsessed with like certain animals when I was younger but um yeah I, th- I think uh that combined with Robin Williams and like the fact that there was a bit of a mystery behind it and loads of action I really liked it as a kid um I think re-watching it this time I I agree with Joe I think it still holds up I was expecting a few really awkward scenes or a bit you know a few bits of cheesy dialogue but actually i I I didn't find any. There weren't any points when I thought, oh gosh, no, this is so cring- cringy or no, this is a bit cheesy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just a family film that's designed to kind of be a bit of a, a feel good Sunday family film, I guess, isn't it? That d- does still hold up to some extent. But yeah, in terms, of, in terms of the cast as well, I actually think it's cast really well. So Robin Williams, of course, um, stars as uh, the older um, Alan Parrish. Uh, Kirsten Dunst plays one of the... Uh, two children that move into um, Alan's house 30 years later. Um, Bonnie Hunt plays Sarah, who I actually think is like a really underrated actress. <laughs> I don't know yeah. about you guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, but she's got, I don't know whether she used to do, I don't know if you know uh, anything about this, Joe, but she kind of, I kind of get the impression that she used to do stand-up or something like that because she does have... She seems like she'd be good at it. Do yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. In a lot of the films that I've seen her in, she tends to deliver lines slightly sarcastically or like it with a bit of a quip about them. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder if she she's one of those actors, a bit like Bruce Willis, who came from like doing stand-up first, you know? Um, Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis was a stand-up comedian, yeah. Was he? Really? Did you not know? <laughs> Bruce Willis? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Stumped. I'm really stumped. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think his, um, I have to say, obviously his, his acting career was was much more successful than his comedic career, but I have seen some some bits by Bruce Willis and he is actually pretty funny, yeah. Really? Wow, you learn something every day. <laughs> wow. Blown away um, like Yeah, but I thought the cast, um, the cast of the film was really strong, um, as was um, as was l- like the score, which was um, of course done by James Horner, one of my favourites, mm. as I keep saying on this podcast. Um, but the director of this, so um, upon doing some research, I, th- I saw what else the director did. So he did Jumanji, but before that, he did Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was apparently his like directorial debut, which is interesting. The only other film that I've actually seen of his uh the other the only other film that i've seen of his is jurassic park 3 and october sky oh right yeah i i, I know that we've mentioned jurassic park 3 on this podcast a few times i wasn't the biggest fan <laughs> no but um it's a very hard uh it's a very hard franchise to keep going after the first yeah. one isn't it so oh definitely yeah um, he also did uh captain america the first avenger as well uh joe oh, did Johnston. He? yeah not too many animals in that one. Uh, <laughs> I can't say I've actually seen that one. Um, but yeah, also, yeah, I was reading about uh, about the director. So yeah, he did that as well. Wow. 
That's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, did you have any, did you, so just jumping into like uh, the key scenes in the film, were there any key scenes that you kind of remembered um, rewatching as a child? I know you guys said that you didn't remember watching, well, you don't remember, didn't have as like as fond memories, I guess, as I did rewatching this, but yeah. did you have any scenes where like, you know, when someone says a film to you like Men in Black or Jumanji, you remember a few scenes from it. So starting with you, Steph. Yeah, I think um, one of the scenes that, um, is most impactful or that I remember because it's a little bit scary is um, when they when Judy and Peter first start playing the game and um, the first animal that I think it's the first one that oh no yeah I think it's the first one is the lion and you just sort of see kind of a little glimpse of the lion in the dark attic yeah, room yeah. and it's so it's really scary um, <laughs> yeah I really like that scene and then they they have to well, then Alan comes out of the game and they manage to lock the lion in the bedroom. Um, yeah. But that scene is, is quite creepy. Um, mm. Yeah, I like that one. Sets, sets the film up nicely. Yeah, a bit of trivia on that, actually. So similar to Free Willy, there were a few lions that had to audition for the part and they had to kind of <laughs> express their skills of jumping down the <laughs> stairs and doing a deep voice. <laughs> Um, I think that the one that they chose was actually really strong. I don't he know was, about He you was a good actor, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he the was. The promising up-and-comer. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, he was... I mean, unfortunately, sorry, he was a one-hit wonder. This was the only film I really saw him in, but it was, it was a great part, really good part. Well, his his origins were stand-up as well, so I don't think his... I don't, you know, I don't think his skills transferred too heavily. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, th- what about you, Joe, in terms of, like, the, um, the, like, the key scenes that you remember? For me, when I think of Jumanji, it's that scene at the end where they're playing like the final game of Jumanji and there's like, they're in that big house and there's water everywhere and there's like poisonous plants and there's just like every kind of jungle animal that's trying to kill them and there's the hunter that's going apeshit and that that to me is Jumanji, that's what I think of. So even though I've only seen this like, yeah, even though I've only seen this like five times or something, that's, I always forget, you know, you always kind of forget, oh, what, yeah, what's Jumanji like? And you think, oh, yeah, this bit, this is the bit I remember. Yeah, I, I, I was, uh, so I rewatched this with my girlfriend. Um, she had said, he, she had never seen the, this book before. So she'd seen the mm. latest Jumanji, but she'd never seen, um, oh, she'd interesting. seen this ever, um, which did surprise me. I asked her that question a few times. I was like, no, no, this, you know, the film with Robin Williams. Yeah, I've never seen it. No, no, the film with Robin Williams where he's in the jungle. Yeah, I've never seen it, Max. Just calm down. I've never seen it. <laughs> I was like, totally, totally like, um, yeah, I was just totally blown away by it because for me, this was just a, such, a, such a staple film that like everyone in the playground in like every primary school, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. had like ever seen. Um, you haven't seen Jumanji? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think there were a few nostalgic memories for me, but um, yeah. Did you, uh, so did you, did you guys... Um, did you have any favourite characters in uh, in this? I mean, it's a bit of a different film compared to others we've watched, but like, I feel like the story is greater than the characters themselves because there, in terms of the character development, there's it's, it's it's like quite small compared to other films. You know, like Alan's character has developed a bit. Um, yeah, I think there's a, there's su- there's a few subtle themes that are being carried throughout the film, which I'll talk about later. But um, mm. were there any characters that kind of stood out to you? Apart from, I mean, obviously you can say it if you want, but I mean, Robin Williams' character does dominate <laughs> most of the film. 
Yeah. It's really interesting because even though his his character does dominate the the movie, he, uh, Robin Williams doesn't actually appear in the film until like 28 minutes in. Um, so even though he's the By top... By which point you were ready for a nap. Yeah, <laughs> I had switched off by that point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's, so even though he's the top billed actor... Um, yeah, there's, there's quite a bit of movie before he actually makes his appearance. Mm. Um, for me, I really liked Kirsten Dunst and um, I'm going to blank on the the boy's name, Peter, her brother, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like those two as siblings. Um, apparently, she's actually only in this movie when they were filming. She's only about six months older than, than the boy. Um, oh, really? But she's obviously a lot taller, so she's clearly the older sister. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like, I really like both of them because they're, you know, in the film they've they've lost their parents in a car crash and they're living with their auntie, so they move into Alan Parrish's old house. Um, but Kirsten Dunst uh, as Judy, she just makes up these elaborate lies anytime anyone <laughs> asks her. Well, when they ask her about her parents, <laughs> she has these like. Um, yeah, far-fetched stories about how they died and that they, um, yeah. And it's kind of like her coping mechanism, um, which is quite Mm. interesting um, for like a a 13-year-old. And I think there's at one point where her brother says to her, you're going to have to stop doing this, otherwise they're going to send you to a shrink. Um, (laughs) Because he he doesn't speak um, really to anyone um, and that's his way of coping. So I think that's interesting showing children um, that have been through a traumatic experience and, and how they choose to cope with that situation. Um, mm. And so, yeah, throughout the course of the film, obviously they, um, you know, really step up to the plate in trying to like fix this problem with the, the board game. Um, so I think that, yeah, I like those two. Yeah, yeah definitely. They're what, really cool. What about you, Joe? I think it's interesting the way that... Um, so Alan's father at the start of the film is portrayed by oh, what's his name? Steph might know. I'm gonna I'm gonna get up the trivia queen. Yeah. Um. So Jonathan Hyde. Jonathan Hyde. So here's the thing: is he? I can't work out if he's actually English in real life or if he's American because I've seen him in a lot of films. He's. Oh, hi God. Steph knows. I can tell. <laughs> uh, so he's actually Australian. Ah. Okay. Because there's a kind of accent thing that I'm, you know, you're never quite sure about. I've, I've, he's the butler. He's the English butler in Richie Rich as well. Mm. <laughs> and there's just that's so many things from. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what he's from. <laughs> Cadbury. And, you know, I'm never too sure whether he's actually English or American. But there you go. He's Australian. <laughs> he's neither. Um, and having him kind of, obviously, he's like the, you know, this you think at the start is this kind of overbearing father figure for them you know like for him to be the hunter in the Jumanji game as well is like a really kind of oh I see what you did there kind of thing and um the way that um obviously Alan's in the jungle for so long and you know he's kind of got these thoughts about his father and then at the end it's kind of resolved in a really nice kind of way um yeah it's really interesting um yeah he doesn't love a bit of that (laughs) Yeah, I think um, mine's a bit similar to, to Joe's, really. I think re-watching this film as an adult, because I haven't watched this in a few years. Um, mm. So I think, I can't remember whether I unpicked this as, as a teenager or a child, but I guess um, I did like how there was, it was clear that like there were issues with Alan, like adult Alan, like Robin Williams and the relationship he had with his father. 
as yeah. was you know uh, as was why that that hunter was basically played by the same actor um but then also the relationship that he had with peter as well you know he was there were some mm. there were a few scenes where there where he was too hard on him and he you know he said in the end he said oh gosh you know all these years spent spent in the jungle and i just grew up and to be my father and i think that that was interesting because as a 30 year old man that, that's something that you kind of like understand you know whether you're a man or a boy that's something that you kind of understand growing up isn't it you tend to fall into little um uh you tend to like recreate or like do uh, do traits that like your parents did and you're like oh gosh just like my definitely <laughs> just like yeah, my parents yeah, yeah. good or bad yeah. you know um but i think uh yeah i think like you said at the end of the film when they eventually finish the game um yeah that's that's kind of wrapped up quite nicely um and i think i, I, I rewatching this film i actually quite liked the fact and I, I didn't remember that, but again, spoiler alert for anyone who's not watched the film. But at the end of the film, once they complete the game, it kind of reverts back in time, doesn't it? Yeah. To back 30 years to when they'd just started playing the board game, essentially. Mm. So um, uh, that was interesting because I think it allowed, it kind of resolved everything and it allowed, it allowed Alan to have the relationship he, you know, he always wanted with his dad. Yeah. Um, he grew up and married Sarah, which is a very nice touch. And then um, I quite liked at the end, and I don't remember that. I didn't remember that scene, but there was that scene where they had that big party. Um, mm. And there was a subtle, I don't know if you noticed, but there was that subtle phone call where he, that he had with, with his dad, where he was saying, oh yeah, the new shoe line is going to do really well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I found that interesting. So business is clearly going well. And then they brought on, Alan's parents to work in marketing, which is interesting because I think it's only mentioned in one line, isn't it? That like where Ju Peter sorry. says, oh, my dad. Judy sorry? and Peter. Judy and Peter's Judy and, parents. Yeah, sorry. Judy and Peter's parents, um, they work in marketing, but I think it's only mentioned in one line, isn't it? That they work in, in advertising. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, really kind of, yeah. It's a little yeah. throwaway line Thank that you if you're not paying attention, um, you wouldn't pick up yeah. on. But yeah. 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 And I, re I heard that line at the through this like kind of uh, watch through the film and I thought why would they have this line unless they were linking mm. it back in the end which they did yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it was all wrapped up very nicely in a bow um, which I quite liked um, and I did think as a child I thought this is going to spawn so many movies it's gonna I remember just I remember thinking to myself gosh there's gonna be because there's that scene at the end where those French women uh those french girls are like walking on the beach and they're saying like oh gosh what are the, what are the banging drums but i assumed this would have lo spawned loads of sequels but it didn't mm. um good or bad i don't i don't know whether that's a good or bad thing yeah but, um, until now yeah, that, or until, until now. 2019 i think it was 20 yeah um yeah. have you guys watched the the sequels that well the the ones with the rock have you watched those i have yeah i have what do you guys um, think to them I would say they are a classic example of how to pull off um, a sequel to a much loved film and do it in its own kind of style. Like it's, it, you could say that almost a reboot in the same way that you don't actually have to have watched Jumanji to get them. Yeah. And they're actually, it didn't strike me until rewatching obviously the original film this time how different they are in terms of like tone and you know um just just the film is just like so so different in general but um i think that's such a good choice mm. i don't know about you guys but like the fact that 
you know the reason it's so different in this one there's like there's so much like heart and like Max you were saying about the characters like the story and it's all kind of there's a lot of emotional themes going through it and they didn't kind of think oh we're going to cash in on this and do it again mm. you know um, we're just going to kind of take what was a very good idea about getting trapped in the game and just kind of go with it in a different way like I think it worked really well and I was really surprised actually yeah yeah I, I, I yeah I think exactly the same as Joe I think I watched it thinking this isn't this isn't going to be good yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think I just assumed this is going to be really really poor because it was quite clearly like you said Joe um it wasn't necessarily like a a, a sequel it was like a reboot of the of the series that um this clearly yeah. wanted to do um, but yeah, I watched it and I, I did enjoy it actually. Yeah, I really did. Mm. Um, but again, I thought, oh God, there's too many big characters in this film. I thought, oh God, okay, The Rock, okay, Jack Black, oh, wow. Yeah. And then Kevin Hart, I was like, no, this yeah. is uh, this is going to be a massive clash and there's going to be like so many different comedic uh, uh, kind of themes going on, I thought. Yeah. This is, but it did, it really did. But um, yeah, and I think it's best that they did that and went in a new direction rather than yeah. tried to recreate things and had maybe like a 40 year old Kirsten Dunst I don't know <laughs> yeah, it, just, yeah. it just wouldn't have worked really especially with obviously Robin Williams now passing away it just seems like a really good idea to kind of distance itself from that kind of storyline and stuff yeah what, 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 what did you think Steph I know you're a big fan aren't you yeah I really enjoyed it um and I think I think it does really well at honoring the source material without trying to rehash yeah. it um and like modernizing it so obviously in the mm. you know in the mod in the uh i think it's 2019 um version um they get sucked into a video game version of jumanji mm. um so i quite like that little twist um yeah. and the fact that they go into the game whereas in the original obviously the game comes into into yeah, our world yeah. um and yeah, I just I think there's a there's a little bit in the in the the latest version where they have a little nod to Alan Parrish. Um, it's like they're, they're in the game and he's like written his name and it's like oh yeah he was someone that was in this game years ago and there's there's like little nods to it and I think that that's mm. that's quite nice and yeah I think like yeah. you said it's a good example of how to how to reboot something successfully and not just try and like do a carbon copy of the original movie yeah. um, like. Well, I guess a bit like all the new Disney movies where they're just kind of reshooting it scene for scene and you watch it and you think, I'd rather just watch the original. Um, exactly. Yeah. 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 It, just, it didn't really feel like a cash grab, you know, like which, I mean, remakes, reboots, you know, the, all these sequels we're getting these days. Yeah. I, I sound like such an old man, but I just don't <laughs> see the point in them. I just, I, yeah, I just don't get it. But um, with this, it's actually, yeah, it's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I was thinking, I think the only thing that I kind of liken it to is the latest version of, uh, sorry, the latest movie of um, Ghostbusters, because that was very yes. much a reboot, but didn't do as well. Um, and I was trying to work out why. <laughs> but, you know, like what Jumanji did was like reboot it, but they maybe they focus on a different aspect, you know, which was the, the jungle yeah. itself. Whereas Ghostbusters, it's quite hard to do that with, I don't know. They didn't. They couldn't really do that, but it just didn't work. Mm. Like I said, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I have. I think I've mentioned it before in this podcast. But it's a yeah. really bad film. Yeah, yeah. we talked about it uh, quite extensively in the the Ghostbusters episode. But I think yeah, I yeah, think yeah. where they maybe will be redeeming themselves is through the the newest Ghostbuster film that's coming out in November. Um, yeah. So hopefully they might uh, 
yeah, redeem themselves and, and take the tips maybe from Jumanji of, of how to, to reboot something well. Um, so we'll see. Maybe yeah. maybe we'll do a bonus episode where we review uh, Ghostbusters. I think we should. Afterlife. I absolutely think called. we should. We should do a little, yeah, bonus episode. I know it's not, you know, a nostalgic film, but, you know, a little seeing how the sequel is. I think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that'd be, I'd be... I'd be keen to get your thoughts on it, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have yeah. a podcast outing to the cinema. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be really good. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really sure what else to say about this film. Um, oh. We appear to have a ghost on the line as we... Uh... How odd. What was that? That's so odd. Was that me? That was some... That was some distorting from someone. Oh, I oh. can hear. Oh. I can hear you oh, now. Hello. Sorry, the audio. I completely... could hear my own voice through that for a sec. So oh, I don't know if so phone stopped working. Yeah, so Steph's audio cut, but we. I heard the same thing as you, Joe. Right. Okay. Yeah, we had a ghost on the line. <laughs> that was so weird, uh, <laughs> Steph. It that's... was like it was like someone got the microphone and was like. <laughs> Literally, it was like, yeah. and then it was like, just leave. <laughs> 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 maybe i should maybe we should stop talking shit about ghostbusters then. yeah clearly this is where i don't like oh, it i don't okay. that's freak, that is freaking me out wow. um that's the proof guys that's all it takes <laughs> to make a believer So um so yeah would you would you still recommend this film to adults and kids if you were yeah if like if someone if someone in some random situation put a gun to your head and said <laughs> would you would you recommend this film to would oh. you recommend this film to kids or children <laughs> <laughs> what kind of, what kind of situation would this be <laughs> it was me it was me with the, the yeah, yeah. Max goes off the rails. <laughs> Yeah. Do it now. Do it now. <laughs> Gun to my head. Yeah, I'd say yeah. Go, go watch it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, pull the trigger. <laughs> Nothing to lose. <laughs> no, I think um, uh, I would definitely. Um, I definitely recommend this film. As I was watching it, um, I, I realised it seems like it's been filmed in the autumn time. It, it's got very autumnal scenes, and it was kind of mm. making me feel all kind of like. Oh, like looking forward to to autumn and and yeah, getting all cozy and watching like wintry movies. And I think it, yeah, it almost feels like the sort of film you watch in the lead up to Halloween. Um, I don't know. Mm. I don't know whether you guys picked up on that um, watching it, but yeah, it it feels like quite an autumnal film. So yeah, it's funny you say that. Yeah, I didn't really pick up on that, but yeah, uh, I see what you mean. Yeah, so, yeah. I think it's um. Yeah, I think it's. I I kind of got the impression that it was a bit intentional. So if you remember, the there's a few shots of New England when Alan's younger, and he's riding to and from the uh, the shoe um, factory. His, his, yeah, the shoe factory. It's a it's a thriving town. It looks it's, it looks absolutely lovely. But then when Alan when they re you know when they re explore that town, it's really run down. All the statues have graffiti on it, and it's autumn. So I I just feel like. The dead leaves were just there to symbolise, like, oh gosh, yeah, this is this has seen better days, you know what I mean? So, mm. um, but yeah, I, I I did get that impression too, Steph. It did feel very much like um, 
an autumnal film definitely a bit a bit like fly away home was um mm. definitely yeah 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 but i really liked it yeah mm. but i'm glad you i'm glad you guys liked it though definitely i was i was really nervous <laughs> i thought you'd be like max gosh it's just not as you good you don't have as much the... faith in us do you do you max <laughs> i think it's i think it's because um I don't know, like, you know, when you have a bit like last week, you know how we, we loved Lamb Before Time and then we, Did we? we suggested it and, and Joe just ripped it, ripped it to shreds. Um, you know, you, you're putting your heart out there. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think I'm just a bit more shield, a bit more guided than I was before. Yeah, well, after that experience. We've had the Matrix since then. Uh, well, uh, you know, we didn't, you know, that was good. We all agreed that one was a, it was all right. It was all right. It was okay, wasn't it? It's yeah, good. It was all right. Good film. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm interested to see better than those fucking dinosaurs you're going on about. <laughs> I am so nervous to choose my next film. To be fair, after after the reception that the Land Before Time got, jeez, feel like two stri- yeah. two strikes and I'm out. <laughs> Pick a good film. It's not hard, guys. Pick a good film. <laughs> no pressure. I I thought the Land Before Time was a good film. IMDb says it's a good film. It's your problem. I though. think it's a good film. I do too. It's just that Joe's. Joe's Joe's heart is full of um, full of ice. I think. I was raised on the Lion King. Now, <laughs> so was maybe I. I'm a spoiled brat. Well, I don't know then. <laughs> he was ra- he was raised on James Bond movies. Okay. Yeah. To be fair, uh, that's what you were really raised on: James Bond and bloody yeah. Batman and Robin. Val Kilmer. That's the you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I realised that um, we were talking about like owning videos and then like having our own videos and I literally had one in front that says Joe's tape do not tape over and it was two Bond films back to back <laughs> two Pierce Brosnan Bond films man and then an episode of The Simpsons <laughs> oh my god! what more could you want I know. what more could There's little a nine Joe year want? old <laughs> So, oh, so for the next movie, where are you taking us, um, Steph? Where are I'm you taking to... us? Yeah. So, I've I've been debating this all week which which way I'm going to go, um, because obviously I started off. Well, I, I you know I suggested a, an animated movie, so I was like, do I carry on down the animated route? Or do I go for something slightly different? And I think I'm going to go for mm. something slightly different. So it's not an animated movie. Um, mm-hmm. So this was arguably the biggest movie that came out the year that I was born. So um, I'm going to choose 1991's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yes! <laughs> okay, so from that reaction, I'm, I'm oh. hoping I've chosen wisely. Oh, you have chosen wisely, my friends. What a <laughs> classic film. Oh, my God. God, I'm ready for this. Brilliant. Max, have you seen it? I, I think I've seen this film once, as in probably in like 1995, and I've never seen it as a teenager or an adult. Amazing. So, oh, yeah. But, I could talk about this film for days. Really? It's the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and when I say that, I don't mean it's like one of the greatest films ever made, but it is one of the best experiences you'll ever have a watching a film. <laughs> it is very enjoyable. Okay. Yeah. Okay, there's no, so I'm many excited. things to unpick with this film. <laughs> oh god, I can't wait. It's Brilliant. funny not to not to link it back. Uh, this is an unintentional link, but I remember watching, seeing clips of Prince of uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and thinking it was mm. clips from Dragonheart. 
It's yeah, similar vibes. Similar right, vibes. Okay, similar vibes. And I think this was actually on my list, and the reason that I didn't pick it was because I was waiting for a while. You know, obviously, Dragon Heart was the first podcast we did, and so I'm tr- I was trying to wait, you know, to not do it too soon, and I'd kind of forgotten about it. But oh, this has made my day. Yeah, <laughs> heavenly. <laughs> oh, good. Well, hopefully, I have redeemed myself from a. Uh, from the land before time in Joe's eyes, so Absolutely. I can stay. I can stay. I can stay part of the podcast for a bit longer, can I? <laughs> <laughs> Just um, a quick one before we actually go. Um, if you could have any board game come to life <laughs> that you were part of, what board game would it be? That's a very good. And question. why is it Kaplunk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Buckaroo. Operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Operation. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, I think... Uh, <laughs> I was joking. I think Mousetrap would be fun. Yeah, Mousetrap would be great. Yeah. Kaplunk would be deadly, like... <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't last long in Kaplunk, would you? No. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I'd probably say Mousetrap. Monop- I'd say Monopoly, but we already, we already live in that I was going to say it's too close to... <laughs> Too close to home. <laughs> Too close to home. Yeah. Living Monopoly. Um, Did you guys ever play Screwball Scramble? Yes. Yeah, a bit similar Mate. to... Was that similar to Mousetrap in terms of you had to like build yeah, it a... Yeah, it was all on one... Yeah, one thing and you kind of just... It was like a, a, like a little ball bearing that you get from one side of the board to the other. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I have to say, I'm not a big, I'm not a big board game fan. I, no. It's never been like a, a thing that we do as a family. Just... We're just not no. really into board games. Um, but those, those ones were fun where you had to build stuff and, yeah, had a little yeah, ball bearing yeah. going around, around a track. Yeah. Keep you entertained for hours. <laughs> Easily pleased. What would you pick then, Steph, if you absolutely had gun to your head scenario again? <laughs> There's a load of crazy people going around. <laughs> Maybe it's the same guy. <laughs> it is the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> With a super soaker. <laughs> I really wonder what I've done to, you know, land myself in this situation where I've got two guns to my head. How do you keep finding me? (laughs) Um, Oh, board games. You can't even think of any any board games that I used to play. I'm just... Do you know what, though? I think as a true crime fan, Steph would... Cluedo. Cluedo, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't be Snakes and Ladders, would it? That, would be a, that wouldn't be a fun game. <laughs> no. What about you, Max? Um, no, I, I think mine would, be, uh, would definitely be Mousetrap, I think. Um, I never played Screwball Scramble, but I distinctively, as soon as you said it, I distinctively, distinctively remember the advert for it. Yeah, it was a great advert for yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah. anytime I watched CITV or anything with adverts, it was just all those bloody board game adverts. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one, definitely. That'd be fun. <laughs> I've, still, I've still got it in the attic, don't worry. We'll crack it out one day. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have an evening. <laughs> oh. All right. Brilliant. Well, yeah. Thanks for that recommendation. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, but I, yeah, I, I'm I'm slightly scared about watching watching this next one. But oh, you'll be I'm going you'll in, be right. I'm going in with uh, quite high expectations. Joe has raised them, so yeah, I look forward to it. Fantastic. If you want some, if you're if you're looking forward to some questionable accent work, then you're in for a treat. <laughs> oh really? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Now I'm expecting loads of Americans to be playing English people. Oh, oh, you wait, my friend. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you wait. So I look we'll forward say. to this. I look forward to it. Brilliant. Right. Well, thanks very much. I'll see you later. Thanks very much, Max. Thanks, Joe. All right. See you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the 90s Kids Movie Pod. If you like what you heard, then don't forget to subscribe. And if you really like what you heard, then why not leave us a review? You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 90s Kids Movie Pod and let us know which movies you grew up watching.